All right. Yeah, there we go. Now, now we're officially live. <laughs> Very Hello, cool. everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So, um, Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Uh, we have Carlos uh, Juante. Is that the, the way you pronounce your name? I, I hope. Yeah. I, okay. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I get called Juantes or Hercules or <laughs> Huarte, uh, okay. ha Haunted. Uh, uh, and I always tell them, I go, look, there's only one of me, so don't call me Quantes, you know? <laughs> Dude, I get my my name butchered it's... in so many ways. I, How I... do you say your name? Mache. It's Mache. Yeah. Cuciara? Cuciara. 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 Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And I, from what I, from what I hear, Cuciara means something in, in, in Spanish, but I have no fucking idea. Because anytime I, 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 I talk with, uh, you know with spanish speaking speaking uh people they always like oh cuchara it means this and like yeah i know you already so, told me yeah uh, a spoon it means spoon okay yeah there you go <laughs> well, fucking spoon it's probably the shape of my head too <laughs> <laughs> you uh, and me both <laughs> <laughs> so carlos uh you are a if, if i'm correct you are a creature character designer for film yes. that would be yes. probably the way to describe your work right yes yeah 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 i wonder you know because you you are a veteran you you've been in the industry for the longest while I, I would probably want to start maybe with you know getting starting from the beginning uh and, <laughs> and get you get to know like because i it's always interesting to me uh where you know fellow artists are starting and and what actually push push us to to become who we are as an artist you know like what was right and i was yeah. curious what, what was you know a thing that pushed you to be in uh, this you know I, I i don't really i you know it's something that you were just uh i i just liked drawing uh i liked music and drawing right both at the same time and i loved uh science also I my whole thing was I, I knew I was going to either be involved in uh, as a scientist of some kind or an artist. I thought one of the two. But then I loved music at the same time. So but I pursued music almost less because it was much it was more like a thing that I could do and I would just try an instrument out and I could play it uh, and I just kept that on the side. Right. Uh, so I never really pursued it as much I did. Well, I was a kid, but I kind of left it behind. And then uh, I, but I always drew. And when I'd work at, I mean, at schools, uh, coming up through grammar school, they'd always have me do the class projects. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it, I was that kid. You know? Did you get? Did you ever get in trouble for like drawing? Because you, like, you have a very specific style, which I really like, <laughs> and I remember seeing it for the first time and, and getting really fascinated. I think it was, uh, as you mentioned before the call, it was the no one dvds where you know your work started to appearing and that's i yeah. think that's the first time i saw it and i was just like damn that guy has something going on there you know because it's it's very unorthodox and uh, and it almost reminds me of uh of hp uh, lovecraft uh you know kind of way of thinking when coming when coming to a creature design I was. I'm just curious if you ever ever drew something, you know, when you were a kid or something that could that ever get you in trouble. No, you know, uh, what did I? I got. I did get in trouble for drawing. I mean, I. I probably. I actually can't. No, 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 no. I take that back. That was something else. 
I got in trouble for something. Else. No, I never got in trouble for drawing. They always liked me to draw in school. Uh, you know, I went to parochial school, mm-hmm. uh, my grammar school years, and then I went to uh, uh, like a parochial high school um, for the first year, and then I left that and went to public high school, and then I I was drawing. I mean, like uh, it, at, a, at the the fever got started getting hot in high school, mm-hmm. and I, I started to really focus, and I, I and I never really got in trouble for it at all. The only thing in high school is that they try to the the instructor there. Uh, I took finally took an art class my sophomore year, and she uh, she was upset because all I wanted to draw was weird things and monsters. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and uh, that's all I wanted to do. You know what I mean? I, I didn't care about any of the rest of it. I got in trouble so many times when I was a kid. <laughs> For drawing like really <laughs> nasty stuff because oh. like we always would, would get like on the art classes we would get those assignments oh draw like flowers and buildings and i would <laughs> always draw, draw something really really fucked up you know i think yeah. for uh we're asked to do an assignment for christmas yeah. cards and i drew a santa with like you know like with the saw and and, and the shotgun and like elves being totally fucked up around him like bones <laughs> sticking out and shit my mom was called in to the to the principal's office that I'm probably some psychotic. <laughs> yeah. it was uh, it was always that's bad. very I always funny. Run in trouble for drawing like really really uh, really nasty stuff. Um, I, I never I was never that guy. It's weird. Uh, you would think that I would have been. I, I wasn't that guy. I just uh, I knew where to turn it on and I would turn it on uh, at home and. Uh, you know, I think it may have been the 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 idea, the the fact that I had yeah. such a disciplined school that was so strict. I had crazy Irish nuns over us, you know, that would break your hands, you know, <laughs> or, or pull your ears or your hair out. One of the two, you know, and they had the giant paddle on the wall that was always a threat. I mean, no one ever got hit, but it was there. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, crazy, super strong, and crazy dad that uh you know controlled the house so <laughs> i never i was pretty good kid actually i was pretty uh i was very um you know i was in order uh you know uh everything i understood the place of everything and so i i just liked wrong weird things and it weirded everybody out but it wasn't like i didn't like horror i right. liked doing weird stuff you know what i mean there was that's the difference i think um, I, I liked drawing weird things, but you know, I went through a phase when I was really young where I liked Disney a lot. So <laughs> I don't know what the hell was going on with me, and I don't know what happened that it all started getting weirder and weirder. You know, um, I, I, I uh, we we grow and change, I guess. You know, um, it's the you you go through the phases of life where you get interested with different things, and um, I assume just that that basically you, you evolved from. A guy who likes uh who likes uh Disney movies to you know a guy yeah. who likes to draw fucked up things. Well, I, it's because I wanted to be Disney. That's why. Oh, you know okay. I, I wanted to have my own animation studio. That was my first love. Was animation. I wanted to get involved in animation. Mm, uh, really, yeah. And it actually stayed with me because that was the first part of my career, uh, uh from the uh, mid '80s all the way up until I left and uh, got into Men in Black full-time i went into film full-time at that point finally but uh yeah so you know i I love i still do i still love tv animation um 
I love it. I mean, the good, the old stuff. I mean, nothing new, uh, except for uh, Samurai Jack. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> right on, right on. So I'm curious, what was, um, when was the moment when was there any moment specifically that you could remember that you realized, right? I, I love drawings, um, but now I know that you can make it for a living, and you know, or it was just like slowly progressing towards the point where we just, you know, eventually started making money. Because it's, it's very different for everyone I'm talking with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. I, you know, I always knew that I had a, I wanted to do it. It was the, or I was going to have to do something, right, to make a living when I got older, I thought. Uh, after I, I went to high school, I went to community college, and I took all these classes thinking of going the way of the university. Mm -hmm. So I had massive classes, right? And, uh... I just I went to uh, UCLA right and uh, USC to check out the school universities right right went to went to Cal Arts check that out a um, couple things I noticed right away is that none of the artists there uh, impressed me they all sucked in my opinion <laughs> you know uh, and then I noticed that the schools were way too expensive and I was never going to put that on my dad because I didn't have the money and I wasn't going to ask him for that kind of cash. Right. Nor, or put him in debt over it, you know what I mean? Uh, that's what I was thinking. So I thought, well, all right, my first year out of high school, I'm looking at this. This is all a joke, this school thing. I'm going to go and take a life drawing class at uh, Art Center. And uh, so I did. The first guy that I met worked uh, on uh, the uh, He-Man animated uh, series. Mm -hmm. I became friendly with him. I let him know that that's what, kind of what I want to do. He invited me for lunch. And uh, I got myself a job as a runner there. Uh, and then I worked my way around a year later into layout, uh, which I sucked at, by oh, the way. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I sucked at layout. I was not good. Um, I was far too creative a personality to be stuck in those kind of restraints, you know? Uh, you know, uh, the structure of having to follow the rules, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, for animation and learning all the you know the fields you know what I mean for all the technical stuff for animation and uh, so uh, the following year I got a job uh, on the Elvin and the Chipmunks right mm -hmm. and that job <laughs> I was hired by the main guy there Cosmo Anzalotti uh, to to sit in his office. And what he would do is he'd get the layouts and people would be drawing the characters off model. He would give it to me and I'd have to make the drawings all look pretty. <laughs> so that was that's what my job was, you know. So it was an awesome education in learning how to draw a cartoon line, you know. Right, right. The thick, thick to thin and all that stuff, right? So, uh, you know, honestly, then I discovered that I could actually make a living designing characters in animation. And then I got a job on the Ghostbusters animated series the following year. That's awesome. So and that that's I never looked back after that. That was it. That was perfect. a character design. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the moment you realize, oh, oh shit, I can make a living drawing, which I already love to do. Yeah. That's, that's the moment you never go back. No. Until no, something and then, horrible happens, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but, I, but, I mean, once I discovered that I could actually make a living designing characters, um yeah i think that was it it was over it's it's kind of uh interesting because it seems to me you know uh you 
you already knew that you want to do that. And the moment you found uh, yourself in a situation where you knew you could grow into that role, you kind yeah. of, you know, jumped head in, you know, which is, which is very, very cool. I think uh, there's a lot of, um, a, a lot of times uh, you, a lot of times y- y- you get those questions from young artists or artists that, never worked in the industry but they are curious like what do i need to do in order to get into the industry and i think uh one of the one of the things you know based on what you said uh, and based on my own experiences and based on talking with other artists is that try to do everything you can to get the experience you know um and 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 really and really see where you can how your art can land in there and what you can learn I think the biggest uh, obstacle for a lot of artists is, is ego. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say? Would Would, would you agree with that? Like ego being a big big issue. Yeah, I mean, for sure, for a lot. But the the problem is that there's ego, and then uh, there's nothing to back it up. Right? right. Right. I mean, when I came in, yeah, of course we were all egotistical, but we knew who we were. That's right. why we were so egotistical. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, but you knew enough to bow down before the guys that were really good at something, you know? Yeah. Um, now it seems to be ego, be- and it's more like the, you know, the the uh, kind of like the Kardashian effect, you know what I mean? Where yeah, people. The millennial effect. <laughs> it, exactly. Okay, you say it better. The, the millennial effect, where people believe that they should be popular uh, because they're promoting themselves. Instead of uh, trying to get really, and you've worked your life already, and even though nobody knows you, you know, you've worked so hard already that you know who you are. And I think that's actually the part where the ego actually gets in the way because it's getting in the way of you doing your work. You should be working hard, you know, at something. And it's not so much that you're egotistical, it's just that you're confident when you walk in. Exactly. Yeah. If you can back it up with your art, then you're in a good spot. I, I've always been saying that, yeah. you know, nobody cares what school you finished. Nobody cares how many followers you have on Instagram. That nope. doesn't really matter whether you're going to get hired or not. But what really mm-hmm. matters is, the, you know, um, how is your art presenting itself? And if it's if it's a shitty art and you have millions of followers, perfect. You can make money uh, running a YouTube channel, for instance. Yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah. that's an option, but you're never going to work in film. Or you're no. never going to work in in a high end production if your work no. is not uh, up the level um, that is required. Uh, it's it, you you nailed it you nailed it perfectly. You know, it's like the the Percy of being popular versus versus you know trying to really get the, get the mastery of your work uh, out there. I well, loving it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I think um, uh, I think it's really important to to really distinguish those two. Um, one of the things that I've started doing uh, personally is limiting the amount of social media I have in my life because it's one big distraction. And I get it, like, if you want to be, a, you know, a personality out there and, and use social media to become more popular, if that's your thing, then perfect. It's like, you know, that's that's basically your, then, then that's basically your pursue for life, you know? Like, being right. popular is probably more important than creating uh, work that is you know uh expanding getting better and and eventually you know reaching that mastery level um i feel like it's it's really hard for some artists uh to understand that you know the amount of likes you you get doesn't really 
doesn't really translate to whether you're going to be working or not. It's it's kind of no, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, and that's the whole thing too. There's a mis. There's some things in there, like even in what you were just saying, that people uh, take and they twist around. And um, for example, I mean, just the idea of mastering what you do, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're a master. Mastering is a, it means that that's a life. That's a life. Uh, that's a lifestyle mastering right yeah it doesn't mean you ever master anything i mean the idea is that and also you're not trying to be a master like the guys in the renaissance but you want to get to that level yeah. of what it is that you do right exactly. and today people are copying each other rather than trying to find the mastery is finding what is unique about yourself and pursuing that and trying to come up with something that is unique to you right yeah, find and, your own style and, and find your own well, muse well, in a way. Well, well, it's you don't find because you don't have to make an effort for your style. You just have to be yourself on paper. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And the only thing, to, the way to do that is by shutting off influences uh, to a degree and putting your own work up in front of you, you know, and look at what your mistakes were and look at what your successes were, right? And then you find something there that is you, you know? Yeah. And you fall in, and you fall in love with it, and you find yourself. But no one talks about this stuff. That in particular is not being talked about. Instead, people look to achieve what someone else is doing, and they think that they're successful because they just did what that guy did. Well, <laughs> it, that guy worked his butt off to get that simple, right? You know what I mean? And now you just went and ripped him off. You know? Yeah. That's all you did. That's all you did. Because exactly. that guy. It's a lot of effort to simplify you, what all your thoughts and come up with a simple line and a little tweak at that line even. That is you, right? Yeah. And even compounding the way volumes work, right? And whatever shapes they are, and I'm talking layout or characters, whatever. But to try to come up with that whole combination, right, that is unique to you, your own way of talking. I mean, this is the way that you're talking on paper or creating imagery. That's your vocabulary. And then someone just comes by and takes it. They're insincere. That person that just did that is actually a liar in front of everybody. They're actually speaking someone else's language that they invented. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's not their language. They're ripping it off. You know? <laughs> well, I, I could tell one uh, sort of just to flip the coin here uh, for a little, it's it's one thing. So maybe elaborate it in in in, in, in a way. It's one thing to study someone else's work and try to understand the workflow and technicalities behind how the work is being made, and then trying yes. to take a lesson, right. apply it to what you want to do later with your right. own work. That's the right. one thing, and it's almost like you know looking at the, looking at someone else's work as a reference. It's very much like you would go and do uh, plein air, um, you would do it to learn the lighting, you would do it to learn how to apply colors without color picking, right. like all of those things, technical things in plein air that would make your skill set much more, uh, basically expand your skill set and, and expand it in a way that you can use it in the different domains. Uh, it doesn't mean that if you're if you're painting from plein air, from now on, you're just a landscape artist and you cannot do anything else. And I think that's what happens when you look at concept art or when you look at illustration. If you if you only constrain yourself to look at illustration or concept art or, or someone else's work and never try to apply this to 
to your own sort of ideas and never try to expand the the amount of references you're looking at because you know let's let's be real like you're always going to look at references no matter what that is right whether it's a whether it's a visual reference or or something that you've read uh some kind of cool article that gives you an idea um mm. it's there's always going a combination of things that you've experienced in your life that's going to build something very unique to yourself uh but right. if you limit that uh influence to only one source it, what you're going to end up doing is basically what you said is basically copying someone else's work whether you are um aware of that or not that is basically what it is and uh, i think if you go with for instance an art station uh, and look at yeah. at work. It's, yeah. Vitaly posts uh, some of his amazing, you know, kid bashing models that he created. You know, he I think for uh, the, the project that he did, the Black Phoenix, he went uh -huh. for a six month uh, sabbatical, and basically he just built the whole library of assets uh, from scratch, and and then did himself a challenge that towards the end of that six month sabbatical, he basically spent uh, I think about ten days. Uh -huh. And his goal was to create an image a day, like a, a, an awesome render. So any renders you see from that project, uh -huh. all, all of that was built in a day. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, it obviously kid bashed and, and then like uh, modeled, but rendering everything in one day, including textures and whatnot. I hope a producer doesn't see that. <laughs> I'll tell you something funny. I worked with Vitaly on Ghost in the Shell, and I, I'm going to tell you it's not a pleasant experience. <laughs> <You're from> producers <laughs> yeah <laughs> when yeah. Uh, when you have a guy like that um, well the pro that's the problem then they think everybody should do that now yeah yeah you know what that's, I mean? a, that's a separate topic what, yeah. I, what i'm trying to get at is like yeah vitaly posts his work and then you see a copies of it you know but right uh, one of the things that 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 uh that happens is i think um uh, there's there there are artists that move on and and they post something move on and and create something new. There are also artists that you know the moment they share something they are not progressing uh, further. It's it's it, it's it's always a balance. Um, but but yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it perfectly. It's like well, you're I, limiting your resources. Then yeah, it can be yeah. really dooming for you. Well, because there there's being inspired, right? Yeah. But then there's just copying, right? Yeah. And and then you're just using the reference to just copy it, right? And then then uh, you're literally just taking their lighting, even uh, for some illustrators, right? You're taking their lighting style, right? You're taking everything from there, and uh, now it looks like they that other guy did it, but you did it, right? Yeah. Uh, that is the problem. I mean, everyone's inspired by work. But and you have a little influence. I mean, if you look at my work and you can see the artistic fathers of mine in uh, Philippe Drouillet, uh, Richard Corbin, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know uh, Gaetano Livatore, uh, and uh, you know, and some of those guys, and some of Mobius. You know what I mean? But mainly, uh, you know, and they're all there, but they're not there. Yeah, it's it's your own spin, and it, you take it, you take the cues that you you know that your brain registered as a reference, you know, looking at those artists, but also everything else that you've experienced, and then you created something that is your own. You know, it's a well, derivative the, uh, of of what you've seen so far. But the thing is, the thing is that when you do that, right? The whole idea is that you do that when you're a kid. 
Yeah. So your mind, your mind is developing with all by, you know, and you're processing all this stuff, but you don't realize that that stuff actually affected you. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way that it did. That's that there is the big difference, right? So, uh, and that's what I, I'm getting at. You know what I mean? So it's like, you have to, in order to be a real artist, right? You have to actually go out and find the art. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's work. It's not easy. You know, and a friend of mine actually said it really, uh, really, uh, something probably a little bit more interesting than he was aware of because he's a pretty simple guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, he said, you know, I, he, he's a guitar player and he said, you know, uh, Edward Van Halen, one of uh, the riffs, he goes, it's a really easy song. And I would look at him and I go, yes. And he goes, but he wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. And no one else writes like that, right? They're, yeah. you know, they're, they're parts. And I go, that's right. That's what makes him him, right? That's exactly the point is that, yeah, it may look easy and it may look like something that is really interesting, but you have to respect the people uh, by not uh, stealing from uh, their uh, vocabulary too much and use yeah. it as an inspiration, a jumping off point, you know what I mean? Exactly. See, the thing is, that, uh, and also before we didn't, we couldn't post our stuff. <laughs> when we were learning now everybody posts everything they yeah. post their entire education you know and uh so you think you probably you might read more into that that they're actually these guys are just thieves but they're actually just children no matter how old they are they're just starting out you know exactly so it's it's always um i think the best way to describe it is it's the attitude of a person that is doing it you know because I, 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 I'm going to be honest, uh, when I, um, looking back from, you know, 2004, where I started to today, it's, it's, a, it's a journey. There, there was so many dark <laughs> moments for me yeah. where I just like literally did something that was a copy of someone else's. And I was proud, like, oh, shit, I did it, you know. <laughs> but then like got called out for it. It's like, fuck, you're right. And the, 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 the difference is, you know, when you get called out for doing something, uh, you know, copying someone else's work is how you react to it like are you defensive or are you just admitting yeah you're right and right. You move on and that's the biggest difference between you know people that develop themselves and you know as you said you, you when it's it's actually very interesting way you phrased it that everyone now is posting their education and their right. journey online because you couldn't do that b before no and it's, and it's it's absolutely true like looking at what artists do you basically have an entire history of their learning and obviously right. it depends on how much they share, but even even today I do that myself. Like I'm trying to learn new software and and get a get the better grip on ZBrush and all that stuff, uh, and right. see how I can apply it to my personal work. But I yeah. post post every almost every day, even if it's a new render. You know, it's like sharing <laughs> that that, right. that journey because I feel like it's it's an exciting thing to do to share. Right. You know that along the way of creating you know something that people will recognize as an awesome artwork there is a journey to it that takes you from failing copying trying something that doesn't work and then eventually finding the right way to do it right well i mean and plus i mean the culture is much more social now i mean yeah uh, and it's easy to be social now online with all the community of artists you know what i mean that you select to or or unless you're on instagram you know what i mean and <laughs> You know, which uh, that's where I am now. I left uh, Facebook 
uh, it was far too political for me, <laughs> you know? and I needed a I needed a place that was strictly just art. Uh, and yeah. so I went I went to Instagram. Um, and uh, if anyone is trying to friend me on Facebook, sorry, I am not really there. Uh, go <laughs> to Instagram. But yeah, so it works. I understand. You know, um, I I post uh, sketches on. I have a sketchbook, a virtual sketchbook that I post on all the time. Yeah. Um, and anything, you know what I mean? Just scribbles. So yeah, because see, you know, honestly, since I have to work on a computer all the time uh, for the day job, uh, drawing, uh, if I get to do that professionally, is a gift and a half. Uh, so if I don't get to do that, I have to draw that day. And so I go, you know, to my table and I sit there and I draw. And it's exciting. I love it. I still love it as much as I used to love it when I was a kid. You know, what I mean? it's yeah. the same excitement every time a line goes down it's just I, I love it so much but so yeah I, I photograph it and i post it so it's the same thing you know what i mean how so, much how much uh, on average i mean I, we all know that uh, the industry is kind of moving forward and uh it used to be drawings now it's uh you know uh now it's photoshop and even moving forward towards 3d even more i'm, right. I'm curious how many you know on on average how many jobs you still get where you can you can get to be you know, with the drawing, uh, with the drawing board and your pencil? Um, well, I mean, uh, most of my jobs this year are, were drawing on paper so far. Oh, um, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this one that I'm working on now, uh, essentially could be a drawing on paper, but it's kind of moving into production and it was right. always kind of production, uh, leaning towards production even from the day that we started. Uh, so I had to go straight into uh, working in, uh, in like in Photoshop, you know what I mean? But yeah. I still draw, I draw everything. Uh, if I sketch it out really quick, uh, even if I scratch it on my, with blobs of black mm -hmm. uh, on, uh, in Photoshop, then I'll print it out on really cheap butcher paper at, in a faded uh, glob. And then I'll draw over that, then scan it back in, you know? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, That's a cool workflow. Yeah, I mean, it just it keeps it alive because honestly, I can't. For some reason, I have uh, far more focus with the pencil uh, than I do uh, drawing in the on the computer, no matter what. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's like this tool that uh, you're the most familiar with, and it's it's giving you the most fun uh, when you're creating, and yeah. uh, I think that's really important. It's it's really cool that you're still doing it because. Um, I mean, I've been in the industry, in the film industry, not that long. Um, I think I started in 2014, so uh -huh. it's, it's only been, been two years. I've seen uh, a couple of projects uh, myself, uh -huh. yeah. and it's it's very rare to see someone it, draw in with pencil. Yeah. Very rare. Well, you'll have a full career ahead of you. You did great work. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Ed Nadavidad is, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. is one of those guys and um, yeah it was maybe one more person i saw using pencils yeah. but but ed you know is like you he he would he would draw something but then he would also use photoshop to you know scan and and do yeah. the work that way so you know it's 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 the iteration that it can do quickly especially in the production environment where someone sometimes you just have to be really quick with the iterations and if you know it's you, you cannot afford to start the drawing 
the the pencil drawing over because someone asked you to do small changes right. you know yeah no i mean you know uh, when i was drawing with uh, denny on arrival for example right right uh, we, we were in an office and i'm sitting there uh, with my ipad and i have a sketchbook with me uh, i was living up north at the time in northern california and they flew me down for a week and i would sit there with my ipad a sketchbook i drew the drawing in the sketchbook in front of him i'm just sitting there drawing then I take a picture with my iPad and then finish it right there in front of him on my iPad. Uh, and it, it was still scratchy because, I mean, I'm doing it right in front of him on the fly. Right. You know, but the idea was that it was digitized immediate, immediately. I mean, no scanner necessary anymore. Um, yeah. The, pro the process and the software, uh, even though it's light software that's in the iPad, you know what I mean? Uh, it, still, it still works really well. I mean... Um, and that was all drawn with my finger. I didn't have an, a stylus at that time, mm. you know, so uh, it, it still works. I mean, you can still move fast and uh, use uh, the use your skills. You know what I mean? In, in other words, uh, you don't have to give them up. But I, you know, it, it I mean, there are some uh, production designers that have a whip out and they need to meet a quota every day. And that uh that process could get in the way yeah but uh my my experience is that if you give them something good uh they'll have good stuff from you you know even though they may have less than a bunch of crap you yeah, know yeah i hate uh, that dude yeah. i fucking hate that um, I usually, I got, I've, I've gotten away with basically doing what you said, just kidding one, but making it look really good, you know, making it yeah. thoughtful instead of just like producing 10 shitty ones. Uh, I know. Yeah. I hate it. It's, it's I still, so I, do. I, I still deal with that. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, even if they call me by name and hire, give me this job. You know, and they were looking for me and they hired me for the job. They still treat you the same. They don't treat you any better, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's no, you know, level of escape from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. There is, there is obviously, you know, um, when you're lucky and you work with a director like Dennis or when you work with production designers that are, very artistic uh, you know I, th right. I think i had the best uh the best time i had working on on film projects was um working with uh rupert sanders on ghost in the shell uh, and yeah. uh, the second one that I was, was tailor made for you that project though man <laughs> <laughs> oh, i can't wait it's it's, it's less than it a month uh, before i get to release everything that's uh, like a perfect it's a perfect combination for, uh, for you <laughs> Yeah. The funny the funny thing is that they named one of the locations uh with my name, which was kind oh, of like, oh, that's yeah. good. So even yeah, that's... when you when you load up a trailer, uh I think a couple of seconds in when they're running into that hotel that major drops uh, drops from uh and then uh -huh. you know go to the window, that's called the Mache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was gonna say which one Mache or the Cusiara? Uh, uh called it Mache. Like it's funny because <laughs> you load up a trailer and it's the big fucking logo with my name. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. That's, so, like, yeah, that's the thing about having production. a bad name. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it was productions. I, I I can't remember whose idea was that, but it was someone uh, someone in the production, one of the uh, production assistants uh, that uh, suggested it, and then Rupert really liked it, I, I believe. 
uh <laughs> super awesome because it's just like you know uh, it was one of the longest projects i worked on too it was like i think yeah. 18 months or something like that uh yeah yeah the second one i really liked was uh working with darren guilford on tron that by the oh. way is getting getting uh up its legs again uh, i'm it... curious what's what's gonna happen there you know i've known darren uh since uh god we were in our 20s you know i'm 52 now Holy uh, that shit. was yeah i've known darren for many 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 years i Damn. know him and, and his dad uh, his dad wow. and i got along better than darren and i did uh his because <laughs> his dad was a madman I, I don't know if his dad's still around so i haven't i haven't talked to him i just moved back down a couple years ago so i haven't talked to a lot of people right. but uh his dad and I got along. I mean, honestly, we were. <laughs> it was a lot of fun hanging out with his dad. It's hilarious. Uh, Jew, uh, Jewish, a uh, New York Jewish type of guy. Very <laughs> okay. funny. I, I got Comedian. along. I felt like I felt like they were my family, though. Those those uh, guys uh, got along with them so well. Uh, very cool dudes. Uh, Darren is awesome. I haven't talked to Darren since I've been back down. Uh, I've been meaning to get in touch with him actually. Um, yeah, Darren is, Darren is golden. It's 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 such an awesome person to work with because yeah. he's one of those guys when you are uh, when you're creating something and you get stuck, he'll yeah. be the first one to help you. He will like take yeah. over and like let's do this, you know, and kind of yeah. lead you towards the right direction. And uh, the best thing about him is you, you get almost absolute creative freedom uh, yeah. to produce. He will steer you in a way that whatever you're gonna end up with going yeah. to fit the project but you're going yeah. to have a creative freedom to do it and it's almost like you're in full control yeah. on how the process works it's, it's amazing uh i had an amazing time and rupert rupert is one of those guys who um who's very uh very uh visual driven uh you know uh, right I, I would always get uh, I, I always get a kick uh from working with people that have very unorthodox references when, uh -huh. they, when they try to introduce you to a project, they show you something that you've never seen before. Right. That rarely ever happens. You know, in most cases, like, it's always something that is trending that you get the references to work on. You know, like, oh, someone posted awesome work. Here it is. Like, let's use that. Right. It's like, right. fuck. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. But the references I would be getting from, from Rupert would be um, very, very interesting. You know, something that I've never seen before. So it was really fun. Uh, well, it's, it's it's terrible when they give you a reference of work from somebody that you completely disrespect. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> or, so I mean, I mean, I should say someone that you have no respect for their work at all. Yeah. And it's absolute garbage. And you're like, what? You like you, this? That's what you want? You really want me to make that? All right. Now I know where this project is. The yeah. wind is out of your sail, and you're just done already. <laughs> you can't even walk anymore. It's the uh, worst. It's the yeah. worst. Because, like, right. I get it, like, all right, it, it, I get it if they show you something and 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 then you figure out, all right, do you like this very specific part of that, right? But right. if it's someone who has a horrible taste and they, yeah. like, they don't even explain what they like, it's like, just make this. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Then why did you hire me to, for this yeah. thing? If why don't you hire want, that why guy? You just yeah. Go and hire that guy and have him make it then. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, like why? Well, why? Why? Because he can't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well then. So you're gonna have me try to fix that that garbage right there. Thank you. I've seen this Thank happen you. so many times, and you know what? Uh, my my friend Danny Luvisi. I think his his uh, designs for 
uh last man standing is probably the most ripped off designs that are out there uh, yeah. in, in recent in recent years you know whether it's video yeah. games and films uh-huh. i've seen his concepts in so many occasions not uh, not necessarily on the projects that i was working on but uh, it's damn like that poor guy uh, <laughs> it's just like he created something something unique and it's, everyone is just fucking ripping him off that's what they do man hey man <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> that's what it, you know it sucks, hey man it you know sucks yeah so he, hard. he finally got hair on his balls that's the way i see it you know what i mean yeah you know when you <laughs> when you have to deal with someone ripping you off like that okay hi now you've become a man you know <laughs> and he, he was i think he was saying that many times uh, publicly like he would walk into a studio and saw his uh his concepts yeah being redrawn like one to one by someone else like oh the fuck like why don't you hire me like you already know me hire fucking me i'll do it gladly and i'll do something really original instead See, of that's actually some... that's even worse and i've been on gigs where i've seen them uh, literally yeah. want to ri- take other people and let's make that. <laughs> and I go, well, that guy is not going to be happy about you just ripping him off. Yeah. You know, well, that's not cool. Why well, don't I give this guy the job opportunity? And I don't you know, get it. And then, dude. I just I don't, literally don't get it. Don't either. It's so it's so fucking bizarre. Like, hey, I like your work. Y- y- we would like to work with you. Boom, and there. Like in most cases, those most of the people that i know that their work being ripped off they would gladly take that job yeah <laughs> you know well because it's the, it's what they do so why not hire them to do what they do exactly it's so fucking it's, weird yeah uh, it. it's because it's the producers man you know um you know it's producers I, production designers are just the servicers of the the production you know what i mean yeah yeah so many of them just end up uh they're politicians many of them and for me as a character guy I never had to deal with production designers before uh, until all this transition of practical into CG that we're dealing with now. Right. You know, Who is you kind work of, with normally? Uh, well, I worked for TV animation houses, and then I walked in, and then I worked, I never worked in an art department ever before. Mm. I worked I worked for the makeup shops, you know, strictly. And that was for all my years, like 13 years before I went to work at ILM. Um, then yeah. I went to work for ILM and then, uh, things started, I dealt with the transition head on because it started up there. Right. Know? Yeah. It's all and, started there. It's kind of, kind of tricky yeah. too. Yeah. Like the Photoshop, the, the Photoshop guys were, um, yeah, we're from ILM, right? Yeah. John Noel and yeah. his brother. Yeah. Well, his brother actually did it, but John, I think was the one who came up with the idea with his brother. Uh, and John is the, he's a, you know, in fixed lead, the, He's like the head of the supervisors, I think, up there now. Um, But yeah, so it all started up there, and I had to deal with the politics of that immediately. Um, And I had to deal with some guy that didn't know how to draw, and a guy that was a technician trying to tell me how to design something. (laughs) And I didn't come out of school. I had already worked for all the greats down here. You know, all my heroes, Rob Bottin, Rick Baker, you know, everybody I worked for down here, right? Yeah. So then you have these monkeys trying to tell me what to do, and I'm looking at them like, no, um, I'm not going to do that. You guys can sit down, and I'll tell you when you can actually start talking, okay? <laughs> I'm going to design something, and then you can tell me if it actually has an issue technically, if there are issues with it. Yeah. And then we can work together. But I'm not going to do what you're asking because that sounds like a, 
it sounds like a children's book character and I'm not going to do that, you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, but so now dealing with production designers back down here, uh, uh, it's kind of the same thing. I have to deal with that again uh, with production designers and they were never involved with the characters. But now yeah. that the makeup guys are gone, there's no character lead anymore. We need character leads put back into the system. Yeah, it's kind of weird with film. I mean, in games, you have art director, period. You know, that would be a person that would take care of everything. In, in right, film, that's like have, animation. Yeah. yeah, and in film, it's it's so fragmented, which in a way can be good, especially if production gets really big. Then it's, it's a little bit too much to ask to have one person to take care of everything. And usually it's just it ends up just being a director who does yeah. that. Um, but yeah, production designer would be someone who would just deal with sets and sets only, uh, yeah. and then some props and stuff like that. And, you know, you would have costume department that basically just makes costumes Yeah. and then creatures, characters who? that, yeah, who like there's, and it's usually becomes, uh, I haven't experienced my experienced it myself, but I could see this going political if production designer and costume department would try to tackle and find out who has the stronghold over it, you know? They do, actually, at times. And uh, the problem is that neither of them know what they're talking about. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, and, and I'm not, and it's not an exaggeration. It's an absolute truth. Neither of them has any clue to right. the process of how it and what is actually good. Their taste levels are popcorn. Yeah. Uh, they have no idea what good is. And this is, and this is an absolute truth. Uh, it's not just my opinion. This is a fact. And uh, that they have absolutely no taste when it comes to characters. They think they know what's cool because they're very fashion-driven. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, obviously, the costume designer, but so is a production designer. They're very driven by the tastes of the time because they're, they're helping to push people to style the show, right? But they don't know what's good uh, as far as, like, characters and uh, specifics go. So... Uh, it really does have to, uh, they need to put a person in there. And that was Rick Baker, Rob Latin, or, you know, uh, Stan Winston back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, but, you know, I mean, the levels of good were because Rick was involved or because Rob was involved. And now where are the characters that are interesting? There aren't any, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, the only shop that has a creature shop, it, it develops really good characters is uh, are the people up in Weta when they but they did apes you know the planet of the apes yeah. and those and Koba especially uh, you know out of the two characters in the planet of the apes, is phenomenal but it exists already in nature it's a it's an ape you know what I mean yeah yeah so uh, they, there needs to be this hole is a big gaping hole that is a, it, it leads straight to hell okay yeah Weta <laughs> has an amazing team I, I was lucky enough to um, when I was last year, I, I visited uh, Ghost in the Shell set. We were invited together with Ash to to go there, uh, and uh, and and you know uh, take a look at what yeah. they're building there. And we also met with Richard Taylor and and the Meta yeah. team. They're, those guys yeah. are amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, when it comes to you know really producing the highest quality art, um, yeah, it was really cool to to talk with those guys. But I agree, like there's there's this void out there. I yeah. think uh, the luckiest you can get is just basically to work with director because then every yes. all all the bullshit that comes from production design, 
if that happens or yeah. from any other uh, sources, you don't really have to deal with that at all because that's right. you have only yeah. one person to talk with, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, that's the best solution is, is literally for the designer to work directly with the director. Um, that's yeah. the best solution. Yeah, uh, that's that was that was basically majority of Ghost in the Shell for me, you know. Yeah, I was just fr right from the get go. It was me yeah. and Vitali uh, at at the very beginning. We we're yeah. working working on that project together. Yeah. Then uh, there was some some folks from um, from from our department that were on the show until it went to Weta, uh, and then the moment it went to Weta it was just me. Vitali and I think Ash. Uh, Ash joined uh, before we went to. I can't remember exactly when, but uh, yeah, it, it was only towards the end when I was working with uh, the supervising art director uh, Richard Johnson and uh, production designer and and costume designer. Actually, costume designer uh, for me it joined before they went to Weta. Actually, uh -huh. there was there was two those two brothers i, I think they're brothers i, I hope they're yeah. brothers i hope that i hope i'm not fucking killing myself right now with this uh with this false information uh, <laughs> kurt and bard uh there's a really really good like they're really interesting uh costume designers and uh ah, cool david like the, the artistry that they put into uh. creating uh costumes for ghost in the show was wow dude yeah, I gotta say, really, really prolific, uh, really interesting minds. Uh, the 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 great the greatest part is like when you have that one to one connection, and you know sure. that the only person you're you're um, you're really replying to is director. Then you have yeah. the freedom to have more conversation. And that's that's what it was for me. I would be on the call with uh, with um, costume designers and would discuss. Uh, you know, obviously they would have their idea what they want to do. But it would have like a long discussions on how to actually make it instead of just like do this and copy that, you know, like fuck, like I don't really want to do that. Right. But, um, but that was like a really interesting experience for me. Uh, so it's it's very the, like you have to be really lucky. Uh, the, I mean, it's fun to work with. Uh, I mean, costume design can be fun. Uh, yeah. Working with uh, good costume designers and uh, that are you know creative and and allow you to. To, I mean, if they have a vision, it's even better because then you have restraints and you know where you're going to be creative. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it's just an open, you know, you know, it's just open. You don't know what the hell to do because, and you need someone to direct you. Um, but I prefer actually bookends, and I like people that are creative uh, leads like that. And I do. And I'll, let me step back to like production designers, like for example, Arthur Max on Prometheus. Uh, he was awesome at keeping my table very light um where he would focus the uh the direction that i was going in just by telling me you're going to work on these guys right now okay and he would and then he would show it uh, to ridley and then we'd come back and that's i love that that i love okay someone that's just keeping me uh you know focused on what i know but not telling me what to do right yeah but yeah. just but that is carving out that space for me to be creative, you know, and that that I love, and that's why I think guys like Arthur Max are, are were awesome, you know, yeah. uh, in, in doing that. Uh, I love that, you know, because then they keep my space stress less, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, but yeah, man, uh, uh, like uh, I worked in wardrobe before with uh, Bob Ringwood, you know, on on the Batman movies back in the day. But Bob is, uh, you know, he's the guy that did the suits for uh, 
for uh, um, Excalibur, you know what I mean? Uh, and the still suits in Dune, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, this is a big time costume designer and I was able to work with that guy and it was fun. I mean, I'm not a costume person, I'm not a wardrobe right. guy, but man, it was fun uh, working with people like that. So I would imagine that, especially in looking at and looking at the way you draw, you know, and how you draw and the stuff that you draw, you are probably having a great time uh, working on this movie. Man, I hope it's good because uh, <laughs> I, I, I love the anime. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know? Well, it's it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's 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 when you're lucky, it's perfect. Like whether it's um, whether it's, you know, a, a really good production designer or director. I'm actually curious how many how many times so far you worked uh, with director only. Was there apart from I guess Arrival was one of those projects, right? Yeah, uh, well, Prometheus uh, both times, you know. Right. Uh, 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 you know, most of the projects I'm working with either I have now an effects lead handling me, mm -hmm. which I don't mind. I actually like that now. Um, or I ha I work directly with a director, and that's the way it's been. Uh, since I left ILM, I quit ILM to work for a place uh, for a digital domain. Mm -hmm. uh, they had a, they had a creature division that we were starting up north, but then everyone knows what happened to digital domain and how they publicly. Yeah, don't get me started yeah. there. <laughs> okay, uh, so it was pretty pretty nasty what happened, and I was yeah. unfortunately in the middle of it too. So. Oh, you were. Yeah, yeah. Well, our whole division was on that and we got wiped out you know Fuck. we were up in northern california uh and uh they they took us out completely were you, you understand were you, were you one of those lucky guys that got letters from lawyers <laughs> no no i was like you <laughs> we, yeah we were kicked out before that um okay. yeah but my our guy the guy that was our boss got one of those nice letters uh, yeah it's uh you know <laughs> 10 Fifteen thousand dollars later, yeah. later, um, telling, yeah. telling them to fuck off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fun, fun well, times, and, I, I would say. Well, <laughs> and then some people actually had to pay. Wow. Yeah, people okay. were being pursued to pay money. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was one of those, but I didn't well, pay. I just told okay. them to fuck off, and yeah, yeah. Can you? I, 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 I don't even have any words for that. I, I well, it's. You know, I don't want to get into details, obviously. No, 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 but, no. but it's yes. the way the way the law works in this country. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, I, I nothing that they were doing was outside of the letter of the law, which right. is the most fucked up thing uh, right. to to begin with. But yeah, that was that was for me. It was a moment where I, that triggered me to uh, basically, yeah, fuck this. I'm I'm starting an LLC. <laughs> that was that was the moment like a wake up call like i'm uh, probably gonna be better off you know having having some kind of liability protection oh yeah, 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 yeah. right no i understand um uh, yeah that was one of the worst ones i've never seen that before uh and since you know yeah uh i've never seen anything like that um so uh so okay so after that went away, I have been freelance uh, since. Again, I was freelance 13 years before going up north, and now I'm back at it in the last five, six years, I should say. Um, um, and uh, I am working only from home. 
Mm-hmm. And I, the only person in front in between me and the client would be an effects lead, you know, and a lot of them have become friendly with me. So right. I like I like them uh, because they keep me out of the stress, you know. Yeah. Uh, and but I like working with the director, actually, uh, especially if they're like Denny uh, or Ridley, you know, uh, who are creative types. Yeah. Uh, those guys are, are uh, they're, they're the best. You know what I mean? Uh, Denny is, like I said, I mean, he, he, <laughs> I did work on the Blade Runner movie, uh, but it was, I told him, I go, I don't draw buildings, man. And he's like, <laughs> I know, but I really want to work with you again. I go, I know, but I don't do that, you know? And uh, so a year later, he calls me, I get a call, Carlos, uh, Denny wants to talk to you, wants you to come on to the Blade Runner. I'm like, I don't draw buildings. <laughs> I don't know what it's. Dude, there's so many people out there that are probably better than I do. I mean, that I can't do anything close to what these people can do, you know. Uh, and but he found something for me to do, and I was busy for a bit on it. Um, I, I do love the guy. I love working with him. You know, he's awesome. So yeah, yeah. He's, he seems to. I mean, watching his movies, um, they're really well made. You know, they're smart. Yeah. They're not stupid popcorn movies. No. Uh, they're really well made stuff. So I, I, I really that's, enjoy it. Sicario, I was actually Sicario was awesome. Sicario was, was awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sicario is still one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, I thought I was disappointed that he didn't get uh, they didn't get the best adapted screenplay for that uh, script. Hmm. Uh, that's the only one that I was hopeful for because I know the politics of Hollywood, you know. <laughs> but uh, never gonna work. <laughs> although they did, they did give a first time young director uh, for uh, best director for. For that dance movie, uh, the song movie, uh, La La Land, uh, or La La Land, which I'm, I, I don't even know what. What kind of clusterfuck was that? <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying the movie, but uh, <laughs> the, the Oscars. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't. Yeah, I know. I've heard like, the guy who fucked it up for yeah. the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, he had he had a history of being. That's what I heard allegedly. Uh, he had a history of being distracted by looking at Twitter all the time. There it is. So, <laughs> isn't that just like the way things go these days? The guy was been arrested several times. We had no idea. You're like, really? He was on everybody's radar. Yeah, I know, but we just can't go after him because he's a threat. Okay, so <laughs> so don't be surprised if he commits a crime, you monkeys. Yeah, it's uh, it's we live in a world that is really bizarre. Like it's because it, you you and me and. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'm old enough to 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 say that I live. I was born and lived the era without internet for right. during my childhood. So right. I've seen, and especially I guess with Poland, it was a little easier for me to sort of like be in that bracket because Poland was so um, so late with getting the technology because of the uh. communism and whatnot. Which, by the way, the communism communism and socialism like that's something that i'm really scared of because i lived it i lived it dude. i <laughs> know anyways <laughs> um, i understand man but, trust me there's a lot of us that look at are looking you know the but, majority of people aren't looking at that but i am yeah <laughs> so some of the things that i hear if, that are extremely leftist i like the, yeah. are scary for me but yeah i don't yeah. want it political it, no, no, anyways, no no i understand but anyway so um I've seen it from, you know, the the rot- rotary phones and, you know, dial-up internet. And then, like, when uh, one megabit came into town, that was, like, someone who had that was a baller, you know. 
and then like seeing that progress and so like i remember when i was in uh in uh in 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 it wasn't elementary it was a secondary school when someone came in with like this brick of a of a cell phone you know <laughs> the one that is basically a size yeah, of a laptop right and yeah. was like the coolest guy <laughs> Because he could call who, his parents from, from I mean, school, but you, you know, had to walk around with that thing. You yeah, know? yeah, but he, but he was like, he always had like the new gadgets, so he was like oh. the most likable guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I've seen it all, and now it's like the progress of technology and social media, and especially over the last five years, it's so insane. And I right. like I personally have noticed it on myself. Like the social media became such a distraction. That is really difficult to follow, and there is a science behind it. You know, it's basically the dopamine dopamine release, uh, and that's the way the social media is crafted for you to have as right. much of that uh, dopamine release as, as possible. And you find yourself sort of like, let me quickly check Facebook, you know, or let me quickly uh, check uh, Instagram or, or stuff like that, and and right. it becomes such a big distraction uh, at yeah. the end of the day. It's just insane. Right. Um, no, it's it's interesting to see the addiction um, yeah. and the way the bravery that comes out because of it. You know what I mean? Because uh, you don't have to face anybody. But I think that we're finally seeing the results of that kind of. Uh, I don't know if you could call it an education. I would say almost. Uh, uh, I would almost call it like engineering. Uh, you know, the social engineering that's going on because of it, and it might be. Uh, you know, a, a, a byproduct and not mm. necessarily uh, like a sinister, you know, focus. I could be, I'm not sure, you know what I mean? But with it, but there is, we're seeing the results of it by people losing respect uh, for each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think that there's people who don't have respect for each other. They don't know how to disagree respectfully uh, with each other. It's very um, polarizing and, for sure. It's, yeah, it's, but you don't, they don't know how to respect each other, and that's the big thing that's been lost. I think is the respect uh, for people that you disagree with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay that you guys don't agree. It's okay. You just disagree, and that's it. Yeah, doesn't mean you can't live together. Exactly. Yeah. It's very. It's 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 one of those disconnecting factors. You know, when you because you can go in and post something anonymously. On Twitter, it's fake, create a fake account and just start yep. blasting people with shit, and yeah. um, and you know, and feel brave about it. It's like, or when you drive a car in LA, like it's so easy to start honking and yelling at people, something okay. you would fucking never do when right. you would walk into a person. The first thing you right. would say, "I'm sorry," you know, yeah, because you right. would genuinely feel you know right. sorry about walking into someone no but someone fucking is in your way in a car you're gonna start honking and yelling you fucking asshole <laughs> it's just the disconnection not being face to face i think uh, i think it's the biggest problem the, the, the distractions of of having the, the having the technology around you is awesome because like it, you can do so much stuff it's uh you, you can yeah. be connected to everyone but it's also a course a, a curse you are connected to everyone which means you're getting bombarded and overwhelmed with the information and everything that is around you, you know? There's only yeah. amount of information you can process before you get, like, really fucking stressed out. Uh, so... <laughs> no, it's really... It's, 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 uh, it's, that's funny, uh, but it's absolutely... It's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, it cracks me up when I see people yelling at each other, you know? I had <laughs> friends that were the worst uh, culprits of that. Uh, they would literally yell into my ear... Threw me at someone on the road, you know, uh, and 
I would just I was I would be almost crying laughing at what how did crazy I do to fucking no, deserve how, having my at, ears at, damaged. <laughs> at how crazy they would get and how fast they would go all the way up to yeah. hundred. Yeah. You know? It's insane. Uh, it's the ego too. It's like fucking lack of perspective, you know. <laughs> I think uh, one of the things that, you know, uh, the older you get, the more perspective on life you get. And if you if you if you open your mind a little and I think the, the best the best thing that happened uh, that I started doing personally that basically opened up my ego and sort of like crushed my ego, really, because I used to be very bad at it. <laughs> I used to be like a person that thought I'm the fucking shit, you know, <laughs> Um but I started doing jujitsu, and uh, when, when you start doing yeah. jujitsu, the first thing you learn is that you are a worthless piece of shit for the longest oh. time. Because right. if your if your ego is gonna be in the way, you're gonna get seriously hurt, like right. seriously hurt. You can even die if you're uh, an idiot. You know, you can get right. choked out and die. The first thing you learn is that someone who is smaller, you know, weaker, and, and perhaps like not skilled that you think oh that's fucking asshole that guy's i gonna i gonna overwhelm nope nope you're gonna get tapped out in a minute and and you're done and if you don't <laughs> if you don't tap out you're gonna get hurt you're gonna get your arm broken or something like that or uh, your shoulder dislocated or you know your knee is, knee is gonna pop there's uh, so many things to so many ways to basically fuck you up in jiu-jitsu yeah so yeah. You, you learn humility right away and you learn yeah. it like when you're in the training and you roll with people every time you roll, probably until you get into sort of like maybe blue blue belt or higher white belt level, uh-huh. you're gonna be tapped out probably hundreds of two hundreds of five hundreds of thousands of times oh, God, before no. you even get that one submission that you're gonna be so proud, so proud <laughs> of like, holy shit, I finally reached the level that God, I can no. compete with someone else, you know, and yeah. it's, it's built such a such an amazing amount of humility. And it, it, it is perspective changing because then you start to realize, wait, wait, wait a minute. Like everyone is different. Everyone has different opinion. And, and the beauty of us being, you know, living in this patch of dirt called America is that we have a freedom of expression. We can say and express our own ideas. You know, that's why I'm yeah. saying like communism f- fucking scary because I've seen and, you know, I've heard stories from my right. from my grandma what happened to people that disagreed with, with others. They would be basically... Right fucked up <laughs> yeah. killed or, or in jail for in like right. forever so it was really fucked up but so, yeah. so so we have this you know experiment called free speech free speech which allows us to you know uh express ourselves and the worst thing that can happen uh to people is just like be really upset and really be driven by ego because then it just turns into that militant approach to you know and and, and just getting upset about really worthless shit that really doesn't really um affect your own life you know who well, cares becomes, if someone it, yells at you like it's your well it, be, your it becomes a, it becomes a hysteria i think yeah, uh, yeah and everyone feeds each other like hey you shouldn't let them talk to you like that kind of a <laughs> thing you know what i mean it's like you're right you know um yeah and these and and people get really you know bent out of shape and they get crazy and you're like looking at them like it's not that big of a deal man you know like yeah. and they're looking at you with the crazy eyes and you're like it's okay Calm down, man. Don't go and do that. Don't, don't, just don't do that. And their 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 eyes are all crazy. You could see that they can't see any man. You know, it's their the eyes cro- have gone crocodile black. brain that we still yeah. have. That's that's the issue. You know, <laughs> technology moved 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 so fast, but 
we you know bio biologically we're not developing as fast as the technology does and, and it's it'll never issues. happen yeah yeah it'll never happen because we're all monkeys you know what i mean everyone's <laughs> i mean you can see them out there you know hitting the floor getting all iron it's like look it's don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> I, I don't i don't i don't i mean if you know how many i love that someone posted here's how to respond to a post that gets you enraged right and so it's like write it think about it research it and then delete it you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh that's what everyone needs to do <laughs> with everything one of the quotes that I've read recently from Tim Ferriss, um, uh, there are no statues erected for critics. That's right. You know? That's that. It's, it's true. I read that so too. True. Yeah. So yeah, true. That's true. Why that's would you absolute. care about someone being nasty? It's, it's it's his own problem, not yours. Is it going to affect your life significantly? And one thing yeah. is when you get harmed, well, then, yeah, you obviously have to act about act Yeah. But, um, you know, if it's yeah. not affecting your life in a, in a, you know, physical way, why would you fucking care? Like, just focus. It's, again, like, we're getting bombarded by so many things, whether it's, like, re reading news or, you know, Facebook, anything like that. I, I personally have basically didn't, I haven't watched or looked at any news site, haven't watched any news whatsoever for, like, a year now. I don't give a fuck. You're, you're, you're better off. I literally don't give a fuck. If it's something really important that it's going to affect my life, I'm going to hear it from others. Well, so that, you can do any, that you can do anything about, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just going out and getting angry, you can't really do anything with that. So get on, be productive, and do something. Yeah. And if you want to do something, and do do something about it. Do it. it. But yeah. Well, yeah, if you can't, you know, it's physically impossible for you to do yeah. anything other than just making noise. I mean, then you're like the monkey that's out there with the bone slamming on the floor. You know what I mean? Because it's like, <laughs> like just, the 2001. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. You're right in front of the obelisk, and you're out there. You know what I mean? Slamming it on the floor. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I rather yeah. focus on you know artistic endeavors and learning. That's and, and exactly family. my point. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's why I mean that's the most interesting thing, because in the end, you know, uh, you're gonna you're gonna live and die, right? Yeah. So then what? You didn't do anything. That's true. Okay. Like you know what? We're just all, getting the bone on the floor. Yeah, we we are all gonna die. That that's that's, that's granted. So, just look look back at your life. Was it really worth your time to spend arguing with someone who you don't really care about? <laughs> that's right. Did you mark? <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you make a mark on the earth at all? Did you did, do did anything? You, did, you, did you enrich your life? Did yeah, you, or did others. You spend that time with family that you, you would have a good time. You know, doing something that is really nice. No, you basically wasted on getting angry. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, I come from a, a, a completely different. I come from a Christian perspective. You know what I mean? Right. And that, hap that happened in, as an adult uh, before I became a professional. You know, just before I became a professional. Mm. Right. And so... I have a completely different level of what is actually important, you know what I mean, <laughs> than what is actually going on. And you see the madness, I go, ah, it's not interesting. I'm yeah. going to go and make artwork, and I'm going to start talking this way. And that's why, you know, there's there's a big driver right there for the kind of work that I like. And you would imagine that why would I be drawing monsters with that kind of uh, influence, you know what I mean? But it's just what you are, what you are, you know what I mean? And you yeah. try to make it talk and speak for you. So, yeah, you know. Exactly. I think we have a few questions, not that many. I think uh, okay. I think uh, if if there's not that many questions, that means most of them were already answered. Uh, uh, okay. Someone asked, uh, "What is the hardest director to work with so far for you?" 
Um, I can't name his name. <laughs> of course. Uh, but, you don't want to do uh, that. Uh, no. You don't have to answer that either. I, but wanna, I'll wanna tell be... you, there were two, okay? And I'll just say it this way. I'll tell you their stories. One director would get so uh, drunk or high the night before <laughs> that while he was on location, he would be on the floor with his head underneath a, uh, a tarp or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, okay. And he couldn't even go to the location, do the shoot. He'd have to just tell them, wave them to go and do the shoot. Uh, the other one uh, is an, a young guy, a millennial, that didn't honestly have, he had the attention span of a gnat. Uh, he would talk to us and then as soon as we started responding to him and this is no exaggeration he would look down at his phone and start tapping it i'm not exaggerating he would not he had no attention span uh he couldn't listen to us discuss his movie to him and ask him questions that sucks (laughs) yeah i didn't know what to do and you guys will you will see the movie there's a there's a video you can find if you search it, you could gonna find it on YouTube. Uh, it's Simon Sinek, S I N E K, and basically it's called Millennials. And oh. he basically, yeah, he, he nails he nails that what you're saying. He's basically I, 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 describing exactly what you're saying. You know, I can't I can't express. I wish I could tell you the stories from that movie and what movie it was for. Uh, the discussions that we had of characters that were unbelievable the references were video game characters for explosive realistic characters and that was his reference i i never i i didn't even know what to do with it i just looked right. at him like so there it is you know um do you ever look at bodies were that were deformed genetically for inspiration no no okay. simple i answer. actually feel i feel I, I feel bad for those people I don't look, like to look at that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, it's, it's yeah. yeah. I used to look at, um, especially like uh, when working on the projects where I would have to, you know, draw something gore. Uh, yeah. You know, I would look at something like that. It's, I get very, um, very numb to it personally. You know. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just like, yeah, I, I guess it, that happens. <laughs> Yeah, but like recently, I just stopped. It's it's you know when you realize, um, I guess when you I think the the biggest change is when you start to have a family, and you you really right. care for someone, and then seeing right. seeing someone else being hurt, it yeah. resonates with you differently. You know, it's get, it's getting older too though because yeah. I don't have any I don't have any kids. Uh, it's just my wife and I, and mm-hmm. so I you do I I never really liked it though. But I, I like it even less now. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I never had an interest in horror movies, per se. I hate horror uh, movies, dude. Yeah, yeah. I hate being scared. I, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I just never liked to watch, I didn't never, I never understood what was cool about watching people get killed. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I go, well, there's no monster in this, but I don't know why I'm watching it, you know? Well, one, movie, I, one movie I enjoyed was uh, The Cabin in the Woods. Because yeah. of the twist, the twist yeah. was, was right. fun, right? Um, but yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I agree yeah. with you there. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the, the I mean, the, I mean, the only one would be like, uh, what was it uh, uh, e- the Evil Dead series, which was less about the horror and more about the whole thing, which was the comedy. Mm. You know what I mean? And Army of Darkness destroyed me. The first half of that movie was the most quotable movie of all time. You know what I mean? Uh, that movie is uh, hilarious. I was crying, laughing, 
watching that <laughs> movie by myself the first half yeah so good um good stuff but anyway yeah. do yeah. you um do you still make art that you feel is not good enough or bad like straight out all, bad and then what do you uh, do in that case all the time i all the time uh whenever i work on a on a job i for you know you know the job that i'm on now for example uh it's completely out of my um it's out of my comfort zone this uh the movie that i'm working on now and uh i'm i've been chasing it for god and you don't always get this opportunity but i've been the, the it's a big movie i've been on it for maybe i don't know a couple months now mm -hmm. and just now this last week i finally found the language for the for the project um it took me this long and i had to fight through it and they may still the other stuff might they like it and they may use it right to make yeah. the stuff but i didn't like it i didn't like the style i didn't feel like i had it until this last week because uh, mm. it's so out of my comfort zone Uh, the translation is the translation of a 2D cartoony project into a live action film. And it just wasn't working. There was nothing. Either you're going too naturalistic or you're going too cartoony. Right. You know, then you, you tried somewhere in the middle and it's just not melding together. And so you have to even find that hybrid uh, and find the hype between the hybrid and the cartoony. And then you go, well, no, that's not working. And you have to find the right right mark on that arc uh, for it to work and I, i go through that almost every project uh but some worse than this is probably the worst one for me uh that way uh and i've been uh you know you, you're moody the entire time you're angry yeah <laughs> uh, because you can't find it you know you're trying to find it but I, I, that's how long yes so yes i go through that all the time and you work through it and you get there that's the difference and we were uh, you and i think uh Machu, which we were talking about this is uh uh how you work uh when you're i got i know i know i'm talking about a bunch of things but we were talking about uh, how the uh you know i'm trying to remember how we worded it well forget it look <laughs> yeah yeah because i don't remember exactly but the the idea is that you're uh, you do work through the bad you know what yeah, i mean yeah And uh, you have to work through to get to that point. You don't always get the opportunity, but that's the difference between a novice and a professional is that the professional can actually work through it and get there. Yeah. The novice, even though he has a great portfolio, right? He may have a great portfolio, but under pressure, he'll fall apart. Crumbles, yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's he a, can't it's get there. It's a difficult there. thing still. Yeah. Like even, you know, for myself, and I'm, I'm pretty sure for yourself too, it's like you feel like fuck it's not getting there and you get frustrated yeah. because just it's just like far from what you imagine you yeah. want to see personally you know yeah yeah you, you never get past that yeah I mean, and I'm, i'm telling you i started in 1985 as a professional okay and i'm telling you now it never goes away yeah uh it you'll never uh you you fight through it you know but the whole point though the, the thing to do and for everybody so what to do about that you practice drawing a lot at night for yourself outside of work and you'll find things and you'll find your language and you'll find a way to talk around something to get to that you know yeah. what i mean and 
and you keep on drawing things that you like and that you want to see, right? And you're developing the language, you're developing shape groups, you're developing things that will work for you. So if you're a landscape person, get out there and draw and study, man. You know, I mean, even I did that. You were talking about this earlier uh, about going out and doing plein air. I've done plein air painting with some of the best, you know? Yeah. Believe it. It's what you do. You go out there and you mix everything up. You find. You know, and you get so comfortable with it that you can work your way around the difficult spots. So um, that should help uh, anybody. I mean, you just have to keep on working. It's like working out. Some people go to the gym. I do not. Okay, <laughs> I'd rather be drawing at home. Yeah. I figure. I figure we're all gonna die. You're just gonna look better in your grave than me, maybe. <laughs> but we're gonna die at the same time. Get yeah. over it. Well, one thing. One thing just depends on working out. <laughs> Uh, I don't do enough of it. I, I honestly, the only the only reason why I would go and work out and the, you know, I've, I wish I could do more jujitsu. I just don't have enough time for it. Uh, but when I when I go to roll and when I go uh, for jujitsu, when I go for a workout or a run or whatever that is, you know, I try to yeah. at least once a week do something that uh, yeah. requires me to do a physical movement. I used to be so much better at it. I just found myself. Uh, I, I run in myself <clears throat> into a corner of working too much, and this year I'm basically scaling back so I can get back to that rhythm of, of enjoying life instead. You right. Know? Yes. Right. Um, but one of the things that happen is, you know, um, when you when you take care of your body and um, and work, whether you work out, you run, or even go for walks, what happens yeah. is that you know um, I don't remember exactly what it, I always forget what it, what it was called. Um, but your brain releases, uh, I fucking can't remember what it was called. What, like endorphins? Endorphins, or I can't remember what it was. Endor I think it was endorphins, yeah. yeah. Um, again, super, super non-scientific. Non there, there is a science be behind it. It's like your brain releases, let's say, endorphins and, and, and basically makes you, makes you reset uh, and, and, and be more productive in a way. Like you might uh, be physically tired, yeah. uh, and you might feel like you lost time, but what happens is that you, you're much more fresh in terms of your mind, you know. And you you know that you know that if you don't have a fresh uh, fresh mind, you're never going to uh, be as productive as you always wanted to be, right? No, I mean I I know where I know what you're saying. I mean, yeah. and there are people that need that. I mean, for me personally, a cup of coffee and I'm good to go. <laughs> you know, I have a very high strong mind. I'm coffee uh, very, I'm, no, no, but my mind is also very high strong. I'm a higher energy mm. mind worker, but not physically. I'm not higher in energy, but I'm high energy in my head. Yeah. Uh, it's it, I'm very hyperactive when it comes to doing what I do, uh, and that works in my favor. Uh, it's a gift that my mom imparted. You know what I mean? Awesome. Uh, she's, you know, uh, my dad is all control. You know, he has control of himself. My mom is hyperactive and eccentric in her mind. And right. physically, too, actually. My mom is physically hyperactive. You know, they're both very physical people. I don't know what the hell happened to me. You know, but <laughs> I love to sit and draw. And, uh, you know, I, 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 it's what where I find pleasure. I don't find much pleasure in anything else other than that. You know, um, yeah. other than, you know, anything creative. You know, if, if I could have, if I had the space for a drum set in a room that was like soundproofed, I would probably be in there half of my day, uh, yeah. but I don't have that. So, and then I'd get my physical activity there, but you know, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. only thing that I could, I could say about jujitsu, which I think works 
best uh, I found them I find the most uh, appealing to me is that when you're rolling and you're you know you're you're sparring with with other people you get in that state of flow it's right. you literally don't think about sure. anything else but that one thing you're doing and I found yeah. that when you're when you get your mind in that state you can actually train yourself to be in that state you know you can yeah. train yourself to be mm-hmm. focused only on one thing that's when you become you know much more productive than anything else um you, you know you, i'm pretty sure you have that often especially yeah. you i would guess uh you well, know where, it, where when you start working you you shut down everything around you and then hours later you you sort of like w- almost like wake up from from this dream like what the fuck it was like six hours later i thought <laughs> i spent like 30 minutes on this you know and then all the time has gone by in the day yeah 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 yeah. You know, you get, but it's, you know, that experience uh, is exactly what musicians that play in a band go through. Yeah. Uh, there's a great documentary uh, with uh, Sigur Ros, right? Oh, I love uh, that guy. The, the, the band, right? Yeah. Sigur Ros, yeah. right? I love, okay. I love their music. It's fucking awesome. But if you see the documentary with them, it's beautiful, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Uh, and just have it playing while you're working uh, because you can just stare at it off and on because it's very very beautiful man damn but the way that they are in a band and the way they communicate it's non-verbal communication Mm -hmm. and when you're in a band i understand because i've been in bands my entire younger years right and what you are working for is you're looking for uh, at each other and you're looking to see where to feel where the guy is going to go right right and and you can feel that without saying a word right? It's nonverbal communication. It's the flow, like you're saying. Yeah. That flow, it's that flow. The band members actually, people that play music and play in, in a group understand that. Um, that is a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. And you you have to be able to actually, to work in our business, right? You have to be able to read people like that too. You know, uh, you have to be able to read your clients. They're nonverbal communication. You have to be able to feel what they're actually trying to say because sometimes it's yeah. not... It's not, uh, you can't uh, verbalize it, you know? You have to uh, almost, almost, I call it click, you know? Like the moment yeah. you click, you know that yeah. you're on the right your right, right side of the history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it is, it's, it's part of that idea of the flow. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. When you're working with somebody um, and you learn how to turn yourself off and just you're functioning, you know, but without your mind getting in the way, that's a big deal. And that's a very artistic thing. Yeah, I, I've read this book. Uh, I, I would. I don't think you need to read it, but it's it's a definitely an awesome read. It's called The Deep Work, um, and it basically talks about the science behind exactly what you're talking about. So, um, yeah, it's 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 it was one of the most prolific prolific uh, uh, reads that I had uh, recently. Really awesome book. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. What's the book? Name it. Uh, Deep Work. It's called Deep ah, Work. Let me ah. actually find out uh, who was the author of this. Uh, let's see. It was Cal, I believe it was Cal, Cal Newport. Ah. There you go. Ah. Yeah, that book is awesome. Yeah, uh, that way at least the people will know what you're talking about. Too. Yeah, I'll, I'll post the link to that book in the description of the video after the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. There was a few more questions. I'm just gonna okay. read through maybe two more, uh, okay. and then we can wrap it up. Uh, one was, uh, what advice uh, would you have for inspiring, aspiring um, creature artists who want to improve their shapes? 
do you also where you mostly get your references and inspiration from i think that the, the latter part of the question we kind of already answered in the yeah beginning. um well well kind of i mean because of, yeah. look i'll tell you what you know what really uh, turned my world upside down is when i started looking at uh photography of carl blossfeld mm -hmm. uh who is a uh he's he does uh i, I think they're called their macro macro or micro they're very <laughs> they're super close up uh, photographs of uh plants in black and white mm -hmm. right and it's an, they're old books they're all black and white books right right and uh, they are uh, what at for me what i draw my inspiration from is not other people's artwork uh i actually look at living things you know and find things that are out there because there's no better designer than god you know and the stuff that you think is cool, it's already been done. And you can find shapes out there that are exactly the way that you would want to draw them. If you stare at things that are under the sea, you stare at animals uh, that are out there and you watch them and fall in love with the way uh, the anatomy functions uh, rather than the anatomy itself. Look at the way the mechanism works and study that and look at why an arm bends and what is actually causing it to bend instead of studying the anatomy that makes it you can look at the shape everyone knows what it looks like but if you know the mechanism then you can invent anatomy you know if you're just studying the anatomy itself then you're stuck to that yeah but if you study the mechanism then you can invent right yeah, yeah. and uh and shapes that's what i do i look at uh, weird stuff you know what i mean uh anything living not other people's artwork uh yeah. i look at yeah, we kind of discussed that that the artwork park in the beginning. Um, yeah. yeah, for me, it's uh, I, I started. I look at the weird shit too. Like uh, one of the one of the things that I looked at recently the most was fashion. Um, yeah, and it's finding great the, stuff. Like, yeah. different patterns because the, the, the fashion designers have very weird, very different way of looking at the reality than we do. Especially the ones that come up with like bizarre, bizarre ideas. You know, I think Love my it. favorite. Yeah. My favorite fashion designer, and you know, who tragically, you know, killed himself basically, was uh, uh, McQueen. You know, Alexander McQueen. Um, ah. There's a book uh, from one of his collections. It's called Savage Beauty, and that book is fucking amazing. Uh, oh, I, I would I, I would it's... recommend anyone who is interested, in, uh, at least even like not even interested in fashion, but interested in. And, and really bizarre uh, approach to shapes and forms and patterns yeah. and whatnot. Awesome. That, that's an awesome. That's an awesome yeah. one to purchase. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, love that stuff. Yeah. Let me see. There's one more question uh, that I'm gonna read. Um, do you do you you work in clay at all? Oh yeah. I mean, equally. When did, you, uh, when did you decide to design? Like, when do you decide to design in clay instead of like drawing? You know, honestly, uh, it's like with everything, the way I approach a project mm -hmm. is, is, and this is where that you can't really tell, I can't tell anyone my process per se because it changes for the project. Um, and there was one project that, uh, it's on my website. Uh, this the first project character that you see. And it's for this project that uh, is for uh, a failed uh, version of Bioshock, right? Right. And... Uh, the director came, Gore Verbinski, came to me and asked me to do some stuff for him. And so what I did, I just built armatures instead of drawing. 
I just built the armatures and let them sit there. And I built armatures that were and they, they were nothing. They were just there, but they were nailed to, they were solid, they were anchored to their bases, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew that it had to be on the architecture of a uh, human. So I had to go from human. I got the, the, you know, I already got the brief from the director and I knew what I was going to do, uh, the world that I had to play in uh, for this character. And uh, I just started throwing clay on there, right? And I made sure that I had one day to sculpt each one, right? All right. right. So I would sculpt one a day and I would uh, just bang it out. Then I'd photograph it, illustrate over it, and that I had to do it as fast as if I was doing, uh, uh, you know, two D stuff, right? So, but it was three D, so it was going to take a little bit longer. But I still, it was real three D, not digital three D. Right. And then, uh, uh, and I hated, you know, honestly, I know a lot of your people like uh, uh, digital three D, and that's cool. Uh, I do not. You know, I like working in stuff that I can actually touch, right? Right. Uh, and I like design being done uh, analog. Uh, and I think analog design is still the only way. I think anyone that works digitally has to be able to perform on paper, you know, uh, because there is a difference in the in the level of artwork that you get from the person that understands actually uh, uh, how to actually make something and uh, versus the person that doesn't, that is completely virtual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh there's a huge difference, and there's a massive divide. Literally, most of the modelers that I work with are all guys that know how to touch clay. Uh, outside of that, I don't work with any, you know, uh, that are purely digital, because I can I look at the difference and it's like sculpture light. Um, but I'm tangenting. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that? my you know but but yeah. So I will sculpt. Look, I've been sculpting since I was 14. Mm. Uh, so it's just something that I do. It's the easiest thing for me to do. It's even easier than drawing. Right. So I've never, so I've never really pursued it as my number one. Uh, for some reason, I drawing is a, a little bit harder for me. So I've always pursued it because it didn't like me as much. Uh, it's kind of like the bad boyfriend syndrome. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I went after it, pursued uh, drawing harder, uh, and. Uh, and I love drawing so much, that, and it's easier for me to make a living drawing than it is for to make a, uh, a living with sculpting. So I sculpt only for myself. Yeah, there's uh, there's this, um, and there's something about the the traditional media that it, as you said, it's the hands-on experience for an artist that basically yeah. makes it very special. But it's also for what I've noticed from the audience point of view. Like if I if I look at something that was painted digitally. Yep. I can recognize the artistry of you know behind doing that, right. um, but if if I see something equally impressive but but done traditionally, whether it's a painting, sculpture, or a drawing, there is there is much more appreciation that comes along with it. I think the major reason is that you know well the easiest the easiest one to sort of pinpoint would be no control Z, obviously. Right. You know <laughs> you, you cannot make mistakes, so. The moment you reach the the artist, the mastery of you know creating something very beautiful in the traditional right. media, you know that this person is a real deal, you know. Right, right. Uh, because there's there are certain things in in traditional media you just cannot fake. There's no way no. you can you will be able to do that. You have right. to know what you're doing. Right. Whereas with digital media, there's so many you know tools and aspects that you can use in order to fake the the outcome. Um, 
And I, I guess that's the major the major difference. Um, yeah. No, I mean, plus, like, if you look, you know, the big plus for us back in the day was to be able to present the drawings to the actual client. Yeah. You know, the actual drawings to the client, right? So the there is a, uh, they would see the drawings, the size of the drawings, right? Yeah. It presented in front of them, and they would go like, whoa. And they would hold them and look at them, and they would be impressed. You know, uh, you would, because uh, there is a presence versus a print. Yeah. You know? The print doesn't have anything, but you show them the drawing. They're going, "Whoa, this is real, huh? It's real all of a sudden." Yeah. When you show print or something on the on the screen, there's no uh, pre- there's nothing precious there to them. Yeah, yeah. So they don't fall in love with it. They won't. They don't. Maybe that's you know? maybe that's one of the reasons why some of the old school designer uh, production designers are still printing out stuff. You know, <laughs> not showing on the screen. That might be, that yeah. might be one of the reasons. Yeah, uh, it, there's like when you would go into a room and you would see the drawings literally pasted up on the walls. Yeah, you know, uh, man, they'd walk in, they go like, "Whoa," you know, kind of a thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had that during Tron, like all of the artwork, all the finished yeah. art would be up up the walls. It was fucking yeah. awesome to see that stuff. You know, that's what you do. I mean, you know what I did for Mighty Joe Young? I printed the drawing that became the design for for Joe. I printed him on all fours. He was nine and a half feet tall, so I had it xeroxed up that to that size. So when the director walked in, there's his gorilla in front of him at scale, right? Yeah. And he was sitting there looking at it like, whoa, you know, it yeah. was awesome. I mean, Rick was losing his mind because of the scale, you know. <laughs> a, a, he was loving it. I mean, it was just like it was so cool, you know. Um, yeah, but you, you know, it's it's way better. I mean, if you were to see that on the screen, no presence, you know, yeah, none. Yeah. So boring. I'll um I'll address the last question because there was one more. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, the the essence of it basically because it was I think asked twice was you know whether it's a good idea drawing time to time or maybe waiting and then focusing time or waiting gather some 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 time you have free and then focusing. Uh, on it, I would say it depends on your schedule. If if you if the only thing you can do is draw time to time, just spend that time drawing. Like if you really want to learn, then you know instead of thinking and getting ready, just do it. Uh, yeah. And I would say the most productive you, you're going to be if you can block the longer time to do something. But doing something rather than nothing is always going to be better. You know. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. Uh, you know, I mean, I draw at uh, after work. I'll draw at whenever I stop. That's four o'clock in the morning sometimes. Mm. So most of the posts that I'm doing, <laughs> uh, super on, late. They're, crafting, they're, yeah, them they're for, crafting them for Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. For for all your Polish people out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's wrap it up. I, okay. I held you for longer than I normally try to do. Oh, I try to wrap that's... wrap things up usually in an hour, but all the conversations kind of go over time because <laughs> because they do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I uh, I'm a talker, anyways. When dude, I start was... talking about this, <laughs> yeah, dude, it was super fun to talk with you. You know, oh, uh, and, cool, man. and it was one of the you know I've, we've never had a chance to talk before. No. And uh, this is uh, yeah, this is an occasion to talk. I think we should talk more because you're super fun to talk with. Yeah, are you local now uh, in Los Angeles yes, area? Yeah, I am. Okay, we're you and I are going to get together for a cup of coffee now. 
We should. Uh, we definitely yes. should. Or for lunch, for sure. Yeah, uh, let's I'll, do it. I'll, uh, yeah, because now, yeah. I like, look, you know, and I'm going to say this here. I love your work. I love uh, your style and how you do your stuff. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Still learning. I mean, you're the perfect guy. I mean, the, the project is perfectly tailored for you to work on that uh, for the Ghost in the Shell, man. I mean, honestly, this is like your, for me, it was Men in Black. This is your <laughs> movie. You know what I mean? Uh, it's perfectly tailored for you yeah. uh, and your stuff, beautiful stuff that you do. Thanks. Uh, Thanks a lot. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to release it because I think it's, uh, it's the best work that, that I've done so far. And yeah. honestly, the, the things I'm learning right now, like I jumped into ZBrush a little more and learning like hair and fur and like all that yeah. stuff. I uh -huh. wish I knew it before, dude. Like if I was in uh, that show and knew that, that would be so much better. But anyways, uh, it is what well, it is. I, we learn and yeah. grow. So. Tell Darren to do a, a science fiction project. That way we can work together. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I'll That's do that. not Tron. That's not Tron. Okay. <laughs> Tell him to get over Tron already. It's over. Yeah. It's been done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll message him and see what, see what yeah, he says. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, tell him to tell him to write me already. I haven't talked to him in a while. I have All to right. bug him. I have to get together and give him a hard time. <laughs> okay. All Do right, it. man. Well, uh, thanks for the interview here. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun times. And uh, thanks for everyone who who joined us live. And you know, obviously, you can watch it uh, after the stream ends. And you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, good times, and uh, let's wrap it up here. Thanks a lot okay. for, for, for your time, dude. And uh, we should right, we're definitely going to talk more. Yep. And then anyone who, else who joined us, thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, till the next yeah. time. Yeah. And if you guys are in LA, come by Monster Palooza. I'll be there in April. Uh, and you too, man. Come by and say hello. I'll be here okay. in Pasadena. Pasadena. All right. Awesome. I'll try to be yeah. there. Yep. Cool. All right. Cheers. All right, man. All right, bye.